You're listening to Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast where IT leaders exchange insights about issues around cloud architectures for the data center. And now your host, Alison Klein. Welcome to Conversations in the Cloud. I'm Allison Klein. I'm with Dave Martin, a guest that's been on the program before. Welcome, Dave. Hi, Allison. Now, Dave, I forgot to introduce your company. You're from VMware, of course, and very focused on the engagement with Intel on delivering virtualization. Where do you see the transition from where we started with virtualization in VMware to where we are today? One of the things that we see is there's a lot of, um, you know, the existing data centers and the collaboration that we actually have with Intel is all about how can we make sure that we're getting the maximum uh, performance and result out of our existing data centers. We're also seeing the emergence of um, these public cloud services, looking at a new way of delivering services as sort of a bottom layer of uh, technology. We're also seeing that um, customers are using existing applications. There's these new apps that are coming out in relation to SaaS applications. And so people are also looking at how can I look at this new app environment and deliver applications via virtualization and the cloud to the business and to consumers. And then we're also seeing as part of this landscape a plethora of connected devices, things from mobile computing, PCs, a traditional PC, see, and then all sorts of different devices, tablets coming up. And IT is finding those things uh, coming into the organization, and we're seeing IT having to deal with that. So I think we sort of look at the landscape in three sort of layers, if you will. Uh, The first is around the devices. How do we make sure that we empower end users uh, in a secure way, mobile, so that they can get their app on any device, anywhere, anytime securely. The second thing we've got to look at is these new generation of enterprise applications. How do we combine this social and mobile experience that people are having with the enterprise requirements? And then the third thing is, how can we make our infrastructure more flexible and efficient so that we're getting the maximum out of the interaction that we have between Intel and VMware, the maximum out of the hardware, but create uh, and span both internal and external resources so we have the flexibility to respond to the business. How does a corporation deal with the fact that um, employees are bringing new devices into their organizations, but an IT organization doesn't really want to take on the management of personal devices? I think that's one of the areas that um, VMware really shines in. One of the things that we can do with virtualization and through some of the projects that we actually have with uh, our View 5 product is be able to take a virtual machine and serve it from the internal cloud or the private cloud down to an end user device. The concept there is really employee-owned IT where uh, the virtual machine actually creates a separate space for the end user for their own personal applications as well as the corporate applications that they need to be productive in their jobs. You know, very cool area. I'm going to shift very quickly because we have limited time to the heart of our collaboration, which is in the data center. What are the key requirements that customers are looking for today and where are we driving innovation in terms of solutions? Uh, We find that the deployment of virtualization and then cloud computing really falls into three categories. The first stage is really IT gets a hold of virtualization and they see that they have requirements for test and dev. They're trying to make sure that their applications work across 
across multiple operating systems and environments and it consumes a lot of time to have to build physical machines and so they use virtualization for test and dev. But that then also works in terms of uh, being able to reduce the CapEx and OpEx, again taking advantage of the latest uh, Intel processors and VMware software. We've seen a real sort of consolidation down in terms of uh, some basic compute resources, file print, sharing, etc. There's a second stage then where it changes from you know the IT manager being concerned with virtualization to uh, the line of business application. And this is where we see uh, looking at mission critical applications, how do I make sure I virtualize my exchange environment, my SQL server environment, uh, Oracle databases, SharePoint, etc, etc. That's sort of like stage two virtualization and we've been working very, very hard with Intel to not only take advantage of that stage one in terms of performance performance and security, but then also in stage two, take advantage of technologies such as MCAR, where we actually have memory reliability. This is stuff that was previously in mission critical risk systems, which is now available on x86. And if you're running any of those mission critical workloads, uh, you can now do that with confidence on the platform. Mm -hmm. The third stage is really around um, enabling cloud computing. Uh, and this again, I think is where we've got a great story together in that if you think about the technology that's required to run the private cloud inside the enterprise, uh, we can run any of those mission critical applications directly on the platform. But if we need to scale that for to a service provider for some sort of demand, we run the same infrastructure, the same standard x86 infrastructure uh, on the private cloud cloud as we would do with a service provider. You guys also announced um, that you're going to be delivering uh, support for larger virtual machines. I think you called them monster virtual machines, <laughs> which I liked. We never get away with calling anything monster at Intel, so I like when other companies do it. The monster VM concept it really is just making sure that we characterize the ability to scale VMs to handle any workload. You know, we've created virtual machines now that will support, you know, up to 32 vCPUs, so virtual CPUs in a single instance and up to one terabyte of RAM um, per instance. We actually now get to the point where, uh, you know, this is four times the size of any previous vSphere versions and we can basically run the largest application, you know, including very large databases in a single VM. Uh, from an exchange perspective, again, we're, we're very focused on performance, but again, uh, that 32 vCPU, we've done some testing where we can run 47,000 mailboxes in a single instance. I mean, that's just massive. So uh, we want to make sure that we can scale up to include all of those things. But it's not just the CPU piece in terms of virtual CPUs. We also look at um, memory, I mentioned one gigabit per VM. Uh, with some of our OEMs, we can actually offer up to two terabytes of RAM support as well. We're also working on the networking side, so we can optimize the network speeds. We're now getting more than 36 gigabits per second in terms of vSphere 5. And oh, by the way, the IOPS, we're able to actually leverage uh, some of the technology on the networking side to drive more than a million IOPS. Wow. And again, so we're really concentrating across compute, network and storage to make sure we have these monster VMs that will handle any workload. Well, Dave, it's always a pleasure having you on the program. Um, you always bring interesting concepts, and I learn something new about virtualization. So thanks for coming on. Uh, if anybody in the audience wants to engage with you, where can they find you, and where can they find more information about your products? Best way to find out about the Combined Alliance uh, is to go to vmware.com intel, and you can find everything you need to know there. Fantastic. Thanks very much. Thanks, Alice.